fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen and Back. Here we are again on in the, the middle of the desert heat of our rooms. <laughs> I'm LA dying. Is, LA is experiencing a heat wave this week, which is just what yeah. we wanted during late April quarantine. Yeah, it's illegal. I don't have AC in my room and I'm very warm. It is homophobic. Yeah, I said yes, it. it is. It is also homophobic. Is that's homophobic. true, um, and that's important to call those things out. It is. You know? It's really important to name that. Um, yeah, it is. I love to name things. Me too. So, speaking this, of names, this podcast is called "To Ellen Back," and it's an auto straddle podcast. And we're going to recap every episode of the L Word week by week. Mm-hmm. That's what we've Until been we have doing. The whole show memorized. Yeah. Until we know way too much, somehow more than we already knew, and way too much. Yeah. We're going to crush it at L Word Trivia if we ever do oh. anything again. If we're ever invited anywhere. <laughs> if we're ever allowed to go anywhere. Did I tell you about when they were doing L Word Trivia at the like, Gen Q premiere party? And it, the whole place was packed. It was like scary packed. And they were asking a question and um, no one in the audience knew the answer, but I knew the answer. And so I screamed it from the back. And then someone heard me and then they said the answer and then they won something. But I felt like what I was doing was good for the community. By the way, the answer was Lindsay 76. Oh my God. They don't know about Lindsay 76. Yeah. I was like, surely someone in this room knows that someone. I know it. And don't call me Shirley. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today uh, it's just the two of us. No special guests. You're just going to have to suffer with us. Uh, today's episode is season four, episode five, entitled Les Girls. Or Lay Girls, it depends You could on. say it either way. When Bette reads the title of the New Yorker piece in the episode, she says Les Girls. And she I took does. that as a note that Jennifer Beals wants me to say it, Les Girls. But of yeah. course, it is obviously a reference to Lay Girls. Yeah, you should always do what Bette Porter does. That's, I tried. I try to like channel that whenever I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this episode was written by Eileen Chaikin and was directed by mm. John Stockwell. Now, John Stockwell is mostly a film director. He directed some early aughts classics like Blue Crush and Crazy Beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Crazy Beautiful. I, I loved it. Yeah. I own it on DVD. Yeah. These are important teen films wow. in the canon. A good man. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And uh, it originally aired February 4th. 2007. What a time. What a time. I was only weeks away from having my first ever serious girlfriend. Which one I was only months away from my whole life being destroyed. (laughs) It's fun to relive And then meeting you. (laughs) That's right. We're coming up on the part in the story where we actually first (laughs) met and became friends. Yeah. And then it led to this, which is just, wow, the way that we live. Full circle. Should we get into it? Yeah, we should. Let's do it. Oh my God. I can't wait. We open um, in oh. a black box theater. I was going to say we opened a black box theater. 
I don't know if you guys know this, um, but Max is trans and the only personality trait that they're giving him as a trans person is not liking the physical form that he currently inhabits. This is one of the worst cold opens, I think, ever. In history. In the yeah. history of television. Mm-hmm. What are we trying to say here? This, like... Like, so, we get it. <laughs> yeah, we get like, it. Max is trans and max is going through a trend that transition period like he's going through his transition and like but instead of us giving instead of the show giving us any like real scenes where max is in any way like a person with agency and we get to understand what he's going through and he gets to talk about his experience to other people without mm-hmm. having that all of this other stuff is complete garbage so mm-hmm. last week we had the scene where brooke Brooke. Where he talks to Brooke at their date and, t- yeah. and t- tells her that he's trans and she calls him a freak and leaves. And then he's all alone in a raw food restaurant, which is sad. The worst place to be. And then yeah. no- nothing else is ever said about that. This episode, we start with this cold open. And then this thread that the cold open creates is not utilized throughout this episode at all. We mm-hmm. in no way get to see how he feels about what happened last episode. What on earth is this cold open? Is it a dream? Is it his some like Jenny style performance piece that's like just kind of like tangential to the everything? Like I'm, I think it's just Max looking at his body and hating it, which I guess is something that Eileen Chaikin thinks is like what trans people do in their spare time is like look at their naked bodies and say, I hate this. It's also really like. It's a trope, first of all, yeah. for trans characters. And then also it's like if you are trying to represent it, like somebody not feeling comfortable with their body, like you're going to represent it by having that actor reveal their entire body in a full frontal that, that we've not unlike anything we've seen on the show previously. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that my experience is everyone's experience, but I know yeah. that in like the maybe year leading up to finally getting top surgery, i didn't want to look at my body at all. I tried to yeah. keep my body covered up as much as possible. So, uh, of course, that's not everyone's experience, but right. I don't know. The th- but if you were writing a TV show about your experience, you definitely would not put in a scene of you looking at your naked body in the mirror. No, because it's hacky. <laughs> it's like Dana crying in the mirror looking at her breasts before she has surgery. Yes. It's like, we get it. Like, there's got to be other ways to show, like, what a person's emotional uh-huh. state is without these, like, very obvious... The problem is, like, we teach people, you know, show, don't tell. But sometimes the right. show is not telling. It's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I think that's... That's what we should be teaching screenwriting students. Sometimes the telling is just stupid. <laughs> the only thing you're getting through through the show, through Max's experience, because he has zero agency in his own storyline, is uh-huh. that he is feeling intense shame. Yep. Like, he's... And we'll get to those scenes later, but, like, but like it's just like the show telling us he feels shame or that he mm-hmm. should feel shame. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is like just so upsetting <laughs> and exhausting. Anyway, so like this is the cold open. It's um very cold. It's freezing. It cold. is ice. Yeah, it's ice freezing cold. cold. Yeah, it's like that movie about the penguins where they're marching. March of the penguins. Oh yeah, but that's at least yeah. I don't know. You're like learning more in that than than I think you are in here. You're learning literally nothing here because the show has nothing to tell us because it has once again tried to set out on a path that it was incapable of doing. 
anyway <laughs> into the opening credits opening and credits. there is a whole new situation the opening credits oh, and yeah. that situation is tasha hell yeah we're gonna meet her this episode and on the previous incarnation of this alice was with dana on a motorcycle now it's a different motorcycle which we find out later is in fact the motorcycle that tasha owns in the show nice touch. and alice is like in flannel gay flannel and then she's with tasha riding on the motorcycle and my favorite part of the opening credits is that then doesn't Tasha like lead her over and undress her on top of the motorcycle in the opening credits? I think so. Or the other way around? Uh, it's hot. I don't know. I like it went by very quickly and I, I was just kind of, I was like, well, Reese is going to take detailed notes. <laughs> <laughs> I can skip this part. So yeah, Tasha's in it. Jody is all over it. Um, everyone, Phyllis is also at the end. So like now, now we have this giant cast has all been established. Oh my God. That final right. shot of them all walking towards the camera is like jam packed. Crowded. People. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they crowded. are not social distancing in that. Picture. No, I was like, please put on masks. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, <sighs> I don't know why, why they're, do- why are they doing this to us? This why is so does the show, I feel like this and not, episode, not even to us, but like we've had to be ser- so serious so far and our poor listeners at home, you know, I feel like, the show hates us. Like this episode of the show, it was like an attack against this podcast personally. I know that many years passed between this show being made <laughs> and this podcast episode being recorded. But I feel like somehow through maybe magic or time travel, this uh-huh. episode is a direct attack. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Angus shows up to, and he finds that Tina and Henry have gone to the theater. And uh, the theater. I, I bet they're going to see the Music Man. And then, uh, what's her name? Hazel. What's that bitch's name? Hazel. You're way too hot to be a papa. Hazel's like, come in for pizza. And then Angus is fighting about rights to his songs. We don't care. Nobody cares. And she's like, I'm sorry, that was making you clappy. She has a fucking flower in her hair. Like she, she just walked out of a Delia's catalog in 1997. Okay. I literally wrote Hazel's hair is extremely <laughs> Delia's catalog. <gasps> oh my God. You're like in. Things. Oh my God. Um, did you wild. notice that he brings Angelica in? They place her on the floor. She is like barely a toddler. And then she's like, go, go off and play with. What's the other kid's name? Mikey? She's Mikey. Like, she's like, like five. She's like, go play with Mikey. And Angelica just like waddles away. And <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that is like child endangerment. Like what the fuck? She is like a baby. I could not believe that. And then the rest of the scene progresses. Basically, Angus is whining and Hazel's like, oh, it's a shame that you're like in a shitty mood because I really wanted a guitar lesson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's still... She's in a porn film. No one has told her yet that this isn't a porn. She's in a completely like a different, show about lesbian. different yeah, show than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something wrong with porn, but it's just like not. I didn't want to watch straight porn when I turn on the L word. Exactly. Then we go to California University, where it appears that Tom is uh, flirting with a student. Yep. Which. OK, sure. <laughs> and then Jody asks Bet if she's still sleeping with Nadia. And I'm like into Jody already. I'm like, Jody, you're great. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, Nadia's not a poker face. And then says that like she made mistakes as a teacher, basically saying that she has hooked up with students, but like yeah, now she follows the rules. I mean, um, kind of. Then Jody's like, I don't like to play by the rules because you know Jody yeah. hates rules. And then Tom calls her out, and he's like, "You hooked up with this grad student at Columbia named Brittany. Brittany," and like, yeah, he's like, "Brittany girl was a big, big mistake." Yeah, the delivery of that line has always like been an earworm for me. Yeah. Because it sounds like Brittany Girl is her name. 
exactly. It's weird. Yeah. Because if you were trying to be like your like friends and like, you know, you'd be like, girl, Britney was a mistake. Like, that's how you would say yeah. it. Not Britney, girl, was a mistake. Like, that's incorrect. That is just like not correct gay lingo. I'm sorry. Correct. It's not. Um, and we find out that Britney uh, turned her senior thesis was a life-size sculpture of Jody naked, which put a pin in that, by the way, which for t- two s- entire seasons, <laughs> which what? How is that? What is your thing? OK, you know what? I didn't I, would, I, I didn't go to art I mean, school. that's I would be pretty cool if you had a life-size sculpture of yourself. If you're like student, at that, turn that in. Well, no, that's not cool. <laughs> But you would get a free sculpture. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? I think I have to keep this. I don't want you to keep this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take right. this with me. I think it's safer in my attic. Uh, so th- that was weird. Yeah. And then Bet's like, okay, cool. See you tomorrow at the, the fundraiser thing. And um, Jody does not remember that she agreed to do this. But Tom does, which is funny because in the last episode, Bet referred to Tom as Jody's assistant. And they were like, no, he's your interpreter. And in this scene, I was like, Maybe he's also like making sure she doesn't forget things because clearly she doesn't like to play by the rules and she doesn't carry uh-huh. a planner. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Jody, you need to keep a calendar or Tom's going to have to keep it because he has to know where he's going. Yeah. She needs, um, what's the guy from Veep? Gary. Yeah. yeah. Gary. Yeah. She needs everyone a Gary. needs a Gary. Oh, everyone needs it. I can't wait till I'm yeah. important and insufferable enough to have a Gary. <laughs> it's a dream. Yeah. It's always been a dream of mine too. So then we go to the vet and I hate this scene so deeply. (laughs) Our dog, Arthur, um, is very old. He's like 15. And he went for his checkup last week. Earlier this week? Over the weekend? When was it? Over the weekend. And the vet thought maybe he was um, in the stages of heart failure. Oh, no. And as it turns out, he's not. But he is old and he, you know, there's things that we have to watch for and he needs... Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like he's getting old. And uh, so then watching this scene, I was just like very upset because that just happened a few days ago. And I was thinking about him. And ugh, I hate this. I hate it so much. Anyway, uh, Sounder's so dying. What, Lindsay's going to put her yeah, down. Yeah, what happens is Lindsay puts Sounder down and tells Jenny, like, you gave her a wonderful life, Debbie. Every time she says Debbie, I think about little Debbie's snack cakes. Oh, I think of Debbie Novotny. <laughs> really? Unfortunately, yes. Just kidding. I think Fortunately. I think of like moon pies. Mm, treats. Snacky treats. I think of snacky treats. I love snacky Anyway, treats. so this scene was sad and Carly hated it for a good reason. So far, this episode has given us nothing. This episode has been truly upsetting. <laughs> and then we get to, Somehow an, again, one of my scene. least favorite scenes <laughs> in Elbert history. Like it's definitely in the bottom 10, this scene. Like oh. it's, it's unbearable. Uh, it's illegal it's homophobic <laughs> it's against company values it's <laughs> against our mission it is against the laws that govern the realms of when i file for divorce from this show i will be citing irreconcilable <laughs> differences and specifically this scene yeah um we're so, back at henry's house oh my god this is so bad hazel's getting a guitar lesson it is extremely the beginning of a porn and someone is teaching someone how to do a task. Usually yeah. it's golf. Sometimes it's baseball. Sometimes it's a guitar. Pool. Pool's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can wrap your body around the other body. Yeah. You want to keep your wrist sort of loose. 
and uh, relaxed and um, you just, you want to keep this up and down movement going no matter what. I don't usually have a problem keeping my up and down movement. The way she says movement kills me. Every I start like at this movement. point wishing for death to come. Yeah. <laughs> also for them as for me. And again, like in the last, I think this is the same room they were in in the last time we had the two of them together. Mm-hmm. And again, I do feel that there could have been some structural problems with the house that would have made the house cave in on them mm-hmm. and murder both of them. And I am sad that that didn't happen. Well, I also am tangentially a bit concerned about uh, the children's That's, safety and well-being. Also, you can hear them in the background, like playing and making kid sounds. And oh, really? Like even yes. when she gives them a beejer? Yes. This scene where she, they start kissing and then she takes her clothes off and starts like giving him a blowjob. You can hear the children. I have two words for Hazel and they are calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The option to calm down exists. At all times. All times. Including this all time. All times. Um, including this time. This is negligence. And I think they're both terrible nannies, though I really think that mm-hmm. Hazel's the one. Like Right now it's like. Hazel's she, worse. She's worse because she's actually on the clock. He was just <laughs> dropping Angie off and then being cranky. <laughs> well, I don't like the next scene either. <laughs> no. I don't love any. Honestly, this scene takes. This, this episode is full of just like scenes I don't like. And then there's one scene that I love more than almost any other scene. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that does not make up for how bad everything else is. The end of the episode is a little better than the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's like a Tootsie Roll pop where you don't like the flavor of the Mm -hmm. pop, but you like want the chocolate in the middle. You know (laughs) what I mean? So we go to the planet. Um, Shane's like listening to Kit's song. She likes it. Uh, Angus has been down on himself lately. No one cares. Um, then Poppy comes over to be super aggressive towards Shane Mm -hmm. saying now that you're in my solar system I can't have you dimming my stars and shit and Shane of course again cool as a cucumber unruffled like oh you know that's not really my thing that's Alice's thing yeah and Poppy looks like Poppy seems like she's sort of a jester in this scene like the kind of like foolish like the Don Juan in the Johnny Depp movie yeah it's (laughs) <laughs> but i do think you get the inkling here that poppy likes kit yes a little bit yes she refers to her as a foxy lady which i have to assume and i really hope is a nod <laughs> to the film foxy brown foxy brown if it's not then great coincidence um and i'm gonna assume it is anyway like nothing happens in any of these first like 12 scenes like nothing well someone gets a blowjob i mean yeah but it's not anything we care about i mean we care because it's gonna make play guitar out eventually. now I hope the first song that she learns is um, "You Ought to Know." A blank. Uh, <laughs> so you ought to know. I hope she learns "Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, which song? I can play some of them. I hope she learns "Your Body Is a Wonderland" so that she can continue to be very ham-fisted. For a second, I thought that you were there. Was, you were about to say that there's a "Your Body Is the Wonderland" Blink One Eighty Two cover. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> that would be good. That would be pretty great. Your body Maybe is she'll... Wonderland. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, okay. An awkward encounter at Alice's. Uh-huh. Phyllis has bought Alice the whole lesbian sex book. Yeah. Which is weird because Alice is already knows sex is. There's, there's this like newly out gay vibe that Phyllis yeah. brings that is so cute. Because mm-hmm. like I 
have had been friends with like newly out gays and they like mm-hmm. sometimes just do the most adorable precious <laughs> little things like a long time ago one of my friends showed up to like a hang with everyone and she pulled the dvd of gia out of her backpack and she was oh like do you guys oh. did you know about this this is amazing <laughs> And the and like, the yeah, group, why I am who I am today. Seriously, and the group of all of us around the same age who had all been out for many years at that point, we're yeah. all like, "Oh, honey, what an exciting mm-hmm. moment for you! You're seeing Gia for the first time. We've known about this for a very long time." Yeah, uh, yeah. This, um, everyone's read this book, I think. Yeah, and was this book in any way relevant in the early two thousands? Yeah, was it, it? It came out. It it wasn't that old. It came out pretty recently oh for some reason i, I think thought it people was like, still it's still like one of the number one like purchases on amazon linked from autostraddle because i'm sure we've like linked to it in sex posts anyway um, phyllis but, is really enthusiastic yeah phyllis wants to try some new things like eating assholes mm-hmm. and also is really into alice yeah. and alice is really into alice too yeah you're getting a sense in this scene that alice is like a little overwhelmed with Phyllis and you know she's kind of like what what about other girls like you could there's so many women to have sex with and like she tries to like hang out with Helena and help her prepare her catering food and she's like nope I've got it you know and yeah Alice kind of is seems a little overwhelmed a little trapped yeah she wants to orbit around Alice then they roll around some more which is another switch off Those ladies and their switch-offs. Can they ever pick a side? Never. Then we go to Lindsay and Debbie's dinner date where they talk about dogs. Lindsay says she doesn't trust people. Jenny's maybe trying to get Lindsay to talk about her trauma. But also she does, I think, genuinely make Lindsay feel better about her trauma. Mm-hmm. And then Jenny says, You're kind of sexy. Oh, God. God, and you have nice tits. And you're sweating under your arms and you're nervous and I want to kiss you. They just want to smash their faces together. (laughs) And Lindsay says that her and Stacey are having problems. And then Jenny becomes insane immediately. Like she starts, like she goes way overboard. She like goes so far overboard and Lindsay doesn't catch it, which is... Yeah. Oof. Someone is very trusting of Jenny, or I'm sorry, Debbie. Yeah. Um, and shouldn't be. Apparently, Stacy is very busy with her Curve magazine job and is often too busy for Lindsay. Yeah. You know, when she's got to go to Dinah. When she tells her, when she tells Debbie that Stacy's a writer, she goes, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> so she must be like a fucking cunt who turns out page after page of utter shit. <laughs> funny but it's like way too much you know it's like yeah it's bring it back it's in, very extra back. yeah then uh we do get a great throwback what are you studying seriously the gentle manatees of northeast florida <laughs> i mean Which Lindsay wow. loves this idea huh oh man they they they're having a good date they are having a Except good day, although the crazy part, the thing that has stuck with me for years with this scene is that Lindsay is wearing a ringer tee, which uh-huh. is like the most casual of shirts in <laughs> a clearly nice place. And like Jenny's like dr- more dressed up and the, yeah. it stresses me out when people are um, not dressed appropriately for where they're mm. headed or where they are. 
Um, it's something I stress about a lot. I'm always like, wait, where are we going? Do, I, do we have photos yeah. of what people wear? What are you guys wearing? Well, you know, and, yeah, I know. I text everyone. What are you, yeah. what are you wearing? What are, what are you wearing? wearing? Like, uh, uh, I don't know yet. And I'm like, well, figure it out and let me know. I mean, now I'm just, it's like I wear my daytime sweats during the day and I sleep in my nighttime sweats. And yeah. so that's my two outfits. But in the before It took me a long quarantine. time to put pants on today. And my pants, I mean shorts. So then we go back over to whose house? Henry's. And we, you can tell that what just happened, because they're fighting. And what just happened is that they were hanging out with Henry's friends. Mm-hmm. One of Henry's bro's wives said that raising kids is what she's doing with her life instead of a, instead of a job. And Tina questioned the validity of that choice. <laughs> oh. And now... Um, and she's like, I don't think anyone should be dependent on another person. She's obviously talking about her issues to bet. Mm-hmm. And this really goes back to what my therapist is always telling me that like everyone who you think is being mean to you, it's really about them. Everyone's really just thinking about themselves and it often yeah. has less to do with you than you think. Yeah, that's, but I don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then who do they see on the, on the door? Well, the door, well, <laughs> the stairwell, the, front the door stop. <laughs> the porch stop yeah who do they see on the porch sitting in a porch just tickling their tongues down each other's mouths with all the sperm it's... in her mouth from when she gave him a blowjob on the couch with a guitar where are the children are the children alive no that was a moment of silence for the children <laughs> um yeah it's angus and hazel just making out like teenagers furiously on the front porch which bad idea uh, um, Tina and Henry do what any level-headed adults would do. They hide in a bush. Uh-huh. And then Tina gets the little zinger at the end with... Uh, she is so fired. Because seriously... That's the end of her career is, in porn. Is Angie okay? <laughs> then we go to uh, a ye old newsstand. Yes. These used to exist... Plethoras of newsstands were all over Los Angeles. Now there's less, but now there's nothing. But... There's less of them, but the ones that still exist, I love them. You can get any magazine you want from the whole world. Today, Bet is there. Picking Shane is there. Shay is there. Why are all these people in that? Whatever. Uh, Jenny has a story in the New Yorker called uh, "Les Girls." She sure does. And we are we are informed of this because Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bet Porter says this wonderful line of dialogue. Hey, did you hear? Jenny has an article in the New Yorker. I love that on this show when they have to give a character a character needs information they always start the line with hey did you hear <laughs> i think that's swell because it is something i would write as a joke yeah and uh shane had heard shane had heard shane, shane hasn't had time to read it but shane had heard she hasn't had time to read it but yeah she she did hear she says lay girl les girls very very clever behind her you can see yeah. that Lindsay lohan was on the cover of l that month remember Amazing. that yes in her prime uh, I still don't understand why Bet was meeting up with Shane at the newsstand. It's like it's, it's across the street from Toast where she's about to meet with um, ah, Tina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Reese. You're so welcome. You. I'm here to fill in all of the Elwood souls for anyone. Oh, God. Okay. Well, now I'm, um, I'm fine because it makes sense now. Hey there. Did you know to Ellen Back is a part of Autostraddle.com? Yes, I sure did. Autostraddle is the most popular website for LGBTQ women and non-binary people. Part of what allows Autostraddle to run is the A-plus membership, which is more than a membership. It's a community of friends that make Autostraddle possible. I know some of you who are listening are already supporting us, and for that, we are so grateful. 
I also know from our best and worst moments survey that 78% of you are not a plus members. And I would love if you could join a plus members care so deeply about building queer community that they put their fucking money on the table and make it possible for auto to exist. You know, it's kind of like other podcasts will be like, hey, support us on Patreon and you get stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is like our version of that. But it's not just for this podcast. It's for autoshuttle.com as a whole. It is life affirming, important, very needed. It's like the planet, but inclusive, representative of our community and on the Internet. And unlike the one million dollar pair blunt to tart, A plus starts at just a dollar a week. And I hope that you will join A plus if you haven't already, because your support can help make sure that the writers and creators at Autostraddle can keep doing their amazing work which is more important now than ever. Yes. So just go to autoshuttle.com to become an A-plus member right now. Just do it right now. You can just do it right now. Do it later, but don't forget. You'll get a monthly newsletter, which sometimes contains really funny conversations we had about this podcast. So, and it's all on the website. So you can go read all of the past newsletters too. Once you join A-plus, which you're going to do right now. Hit pause. Sign up right now. Make sure we can keep doing our best queer gay work. So just go to autoshuttle.com, join A+, then come back and listen to this episode. Thank you so much. Yes. We love you. Goodbye. I mean, don't, not goodbye. I mean, the episode is, if this is at the beginning of the episode, then it's about to start. And if it's in the middle, then you've got half left. So don't, don't leave for real. Yeah. Listen to the whole episode. Yeah. Listen to the whole, I mean, I don't, I feel like it gets pretty funny at the end. Then we go then we cut to, to the office. An extreme computer screen close up. Yeah, where Max is, Max loves to to do th- things on an email, and he's writing an email about how he's going to resign because I he you know he assumes that Brooke has outed him to her father, but it turns out like when um the boss comes in and you can tell immediately that like Brooke didn't tell him yeah um that Max was trans and he was like oh you know she's like basically just is like my daughter sucks sorry yeah he's like she goes through guys the way she goes through clothes and I was like oh. Uh, but that does go back to our theory that she was born in the mall. Oh, my God. You're right. We were right. We were right. Um, so this is great news for Max. He is to keep working in that utility closet. <laughs> in that, like, off, little... off the off the foyer yeah. den area. Yeah, no, he hasn't decorated it quite yet. It looks like no. still, still just the desk, the just lone desk, desk in the, the corner. Just with a weird window for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's a fire in that building, everyone's going to want to be in that room. So I hope he has an escape plan (laughs) um max also does the thing that people do in every every time this trope of like someone thinks someone has information Uh and then they come in and they don't have the information he almost blows it in the exact way Uh people always do where he's like i don't know what she told you but (laughs) i can explain and instead and like the person that's hearing this never says they never say like wait what are you talking wait, what about you, yeah what did you think it was like because i was just coming in here to be like yeah sorry she she dumped you that sucks like i'm sorry she's a she's a woman right well <laughs> which literally <laughs> you know max says women are. huh buying flare jeans dumping boys at raw food restaurants <laughs> you know walking out of there with just a salary stick and a dream did you see the ipod that was docked in the speaker sitting on the desk it was such a like beautiful like relic of old technology Aww. it was amazing that's cute so anyway Max almost as cute as page oh page page is getting ready 
her jeans are so low. Like the <laughs> amount of space between her belly button and the waist of her jeans is like 10 miles. It's like the difference between here and Santa Monica. It's like at the end of Alien when Ripley is just like in like the like underwear and tank top. And uh-huh. the, like the amount of torso that is visible yeah. is like is like too much. It doesn't like it doesn't compute. Uh-huh. It's too they're too low. It was perfect. Yeah. Christina Loken is like checking to make sure she's still hot. She is. She is. Don't worry, girl. She obviously thinks Shane is cute. Um, I wrote, I guess I wrote, uh, her torso is so long. I love her. <laughs> that's beautiful. Is that poetry? That's poetry. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a poem. poetry. That's but, a poem. Oh, and then Shane's jeans are also too low. Yes. They are like, and cause Shane also sags her jeans a little. Right. I miss sagging. I don't miss sagging. I love high-waisted pants. Then uh, <laughs> she invites her in for a cup of coffee. Yeah, the boys go play. Jared calls his bedroom the pod. And we're not going to talk about that because no one <laughs> no one seems to have anything to say about it. <laughs> preteen boys, I guess. Yeah, they're preteen boys and their pods, you know what yeah. I always say. They're just like peas, basically. Aww. Always looking for their pod. That's great. Then uh. Bet and her bangs are having... <laughs> Bet and her um, very voluminous bangs. <laughs> And there she's having lunch at toast with her ex-wife, ex-girlfriend Tina. Tina has called this meeting of the minds to tell Beth that Angus is cheating on <laughs> Kit. And Beth's like, no, she's not. And she's like, uh, me and Henry saw it. And Beth is like, uh, you guys moved in together? And she's like, no, we didn't. And then they both order Cobb salad. <laughs> did they order it to share or did they order? No. Okay. Because that was they confusing. They also both did the same body movements right afterwards. Yeah. Like it's just a little nod like. That's for all the Tibetans at home to be like, oh, they've, they've still, still got, got it. <laughs> They're both going to have a hard boiled egg on top of their salad today. Mm, I love sitting out mm. outdoors, eating outdoors and eating hard boiled eggs mm. on a salad. That's Me a joke. Too. I don't. Yeah, I don't like Cobb salads. I don't I've never ordered one. Neither have I. So there. Anyway, Bet is like, it's not our business. She's like, I don't want you talking to Kit. Yeah, that, which, that was, again, brutal. Like, I don't. No, you can't do that. You know, the thing I thought of in this scene was how in Generation Q, how Tina didn't go to Kit's funeral. That's all I could think of in this scene <laughs> for some reason. Like, it just kept popping You're into like, my head. Well, she didn't go to her funeral. I'm just like, God, man, she really took she that seriously. To her. <laughs> I was like, I don't want you talking to her again. She's like, cool. Bye. <laughs> bye. Fuck you, Tina. And then Tina says that it is she would rather tell Kit than have Kit find out and see it with her own eyes, which is obviously a throwback to Tina seeing it with her own eyes. Getting little digs in there. And that is so mean in response. Like, yeah. t- what Tina is saying is completely fair and legitimate, and she has no obligation to ever get over how shitty it felt to see that. Nope. Like, she doesn't have to ever get over mm-hmm. that. And she doesn't have to pretend like she is over it for Bet's benefit. Right. And they're Beth's not. Like, Don't act like you're the only person who's ever been hurt. It's like, they're not currently together, so it's kind of an invalid... <laughs> kind of uh argument yeah like if they were together it would be different because clearly they would be like working on that but they're not yeah and henry wouldn't be in the show exactly. henry and his stupid nanny get rid of henry get rid of hazel god both H- of their names out. start H with just gotta H. go yeah horrible is another word that starts with h yeah for the record oh so does helena though which is a nice well we name. only can have one h person so it's helena she can stay yeah so, so we go to alice's helena looks so cute in this scene uh-huh. her little like i'm gonna be the caterer outfit yeah Very cute. her little yeah she's like got a little apron right and yeah. like little lettuce boats she's doing lettuce boats 
I wrote a word I can't pronounce. Oh, good. Ca- canapes? Canapes. Yeah, that's, that's, canapes? that's correct. Yeah. Is that what she was making? I, I think so. She's making little past hors d'oeuvre things. I don't know. But Alice is preoccupied because she is reading The New Yorker as usual. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And she is surprised to find the story Les Girls has a character named Elise who is described as clung to the bisexual label, not out of any genuine affection for men. She clung to it out of sheer fashion desperation. And Helen is like, it's fiction. And then Alice is like, it's not. And she's like, there's a lesbian couple, Bev and Nina. (laughs) There's uh, (laughs) Jesse and Todd move next door to them. Uh, She has an affair with a woman named Karina. There's a character named... Sh- Sean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who sleeps with a lot of girls. <laughs> yeah. Helena doesn't really care, but it, by the end she's like, yeah, that's a little close to the bone. Yeah. And then she reads the descriptions. Whatever it was that she wrote about Tina was brutal. Brutal. A bi-curious straight girl, a girl who would waste eight years of someone else's life trying out an identity that was never going to fit her. <gasps> that cuts right to the bone for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. That is a bone on a satyr plate. Oh, Sure is. So Alice is upset about this, and I still just can't believe Jenny's published in the New Yorker. Um, also, if you <laughs> pause the screen on the story, yes! you can like read part of it. But it gets it. It starts out in L.A. and then it like goes to, to like, like Israel or something. Russia or there's like a Russian Russia. Character. Yeah. What I think happened is that the first <laughs> few paragraphs are the things that Alice is reading, and I think that they just like copy and pasted some random text but they wanted it to look yeah. like it would be real in case someone paused it so instead of doing the like greek to letter like you know like lorem ipsum whatever the fuck yeah latin in there they just like put some other new yorker story about something in like israel or russia yeah yeah you're right because the story takes a turn and it doesn't make any sense correct then we go back to pages where Paige is like trying to charm shane a little bit mm-hmm. it's really cute and she's like, oh, you've taken on a lot. You're doing great. Um, Paige, I don't know what's wrong with this town. Paige bartends at a place that has salon chairs. Beauty bar. And she also um, does telemarketing from home, which I really wanted to be phone sex, but it's not. Mm. And she says that she would be happy to never fuck another man in her life. Yep. Fair. She's and, like, oh, I'm so old. And Shane's like, yeah. you're beautiful. She's like, Shane, are you hitting on me? And Shane's like, oh, no, uh, I don't want you to be uncomfortable. I was not hitting on you. And it didn't really seem like she was hitting on her. She just seemed like she was being nice. No. Yeah, she was just being nice. Um, and then Paige is like, oh, I kind of thought you were. And she clearly wanted her to be yeah. hitting on her. I mean, Paige is wearing a black bra and a see-through white shirt. Like, I think we all know <laughs> what's, what's going on here. Yeah, that's what we are all doing in 2007 if we exactly. wanted to be hit on. Yeah. But also, I this version of Shane is very similar to the one we saw in Generation Q a lot, yes. which is the much more like tunnel vision on like the other life stuff. Like on the one hand, she's like this whatever yeah. smooth lover. But like when she has like adult stuff going on, she's very distracted and not not as perceptive. She's super aloof in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they give each other sultry facial expressions and the kids for some God knows why want to go to the Beverly Center. Uh, they want to look at some toys. I don't know. Anyway, Shane leaves. They presumably go to the Beverly Center. I hope they shop at Macy's. Probably won't exist in a month. Um, we go. We go to Phyllis's 
Parsier, where Helena is just putting the final touches on her beautiful spread of items. And then Leonard arrives and he's grabbing and putting food into his mouth. Leonard, played by the legendary Bruce Davison, is Phyllis's husband. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how she chaired a bunch of committees at Stanford. And then Phyllis calls Alice. Yeah. And leaves a message saying, like, Leonard is just irritating the hell out of me. I don't know why I asked him to come down for this. Um, I love you. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> like, she totally yeah. says that she loves Ooh, her. Oh, yeah. So Literally. that's awkward. Uh, and now it's time for, for the one scene. The one. This is one time? of the scenes that I think about the most from the show. This is one of the <laughs> my favorite scenes of the L word. Um, and I. I'd always heard that this part was improvised by Leisha and um, Mia, but I don't remember where I heard that. But uh, I hope so. That, is... that makes it even better. Yeah. So Alice is just arrived at Jenny's house because Shane and Alice are going to go out to here, which is a club in West Hollywood. Is it even still there? Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. Nothing I think it's is. called something else. Who knows? I mean, our water bars. Um, <laughs> and Jenny's eating and she's like, oh, I'm going to come with you. Let me get changed and um alice is like well if she's going i'm not going and then and they're both like what jenny you know what i'm talking about when you're talking about alice oh no just just call me elise the bisexual fashion victim i'm sorry is my hat too much a little what what are you talking about jenny wrote a story it was published in the new yorker yeah, we're all yeah. very very excited no no no, you, no, no i heard, I heard about we're it. in it we're in it mm-hmm. oh Thank you, Alice, for being so gracious about my accomplishment of being published in The New Yorker. But, Alice, if you actually read Beyond the Cover... Oh, I read it. You did? Yeah. It's in The New Yorker fiction issue. Therefore, you'd see that it was actually a work of fiction. Oh, that's bullshit. I take it you haven't read the story? Clearly not, no. You read it. Tell her. Yeah, I read it. I mean, she claims uh, that it's not you. It's not. I draw from my own life. And I use my friends and my own experiences as inspiration, but at the end of the day, it's fiction. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, there's this character named Sean Shane, and um, she's a makeup artist, right? Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Yeah, and she sleeps with a lot of girls. It's not bad. Hey, Alice, you know, there's this crazy weird thing that happens when you write. As a writer... Wait, is this a lesson yeah. in writing from yeah. Jenny Schechter? Yeah. Oh, fuck, let me grab a pen. Get a pad, too. So this thing that happens when you write is you draw from your own life, and then in turn, you take those experiences and you use something called imagination, Alice. Oh, imagination. Yeah. God, so that's the thing you were lacking when you could barely change our hey, names, just huh? Just a second. You guys, do you... Do you hear that? Oh my God, it's Monet. Monet has come back from the dead and he wants me to give you a message. He says, I am so sorry for sitting in front of my pond in France and sketching those water lilies and using the water lilies as actual inspiration. Sorry to offend, Alice. Right, right. Oh, wait, he's talking to me. So weird. (laughs) It's crazy. Huh? What? Okay, I'll tell her. He said, don't ever fucking compare yourself to him. But she, also just a side note that Alice is wearing an unacceptable outfit. She looks bonkers. Like she's just she's, bananas. She's driving a cab. She's got a, a little vest, got a little cabbie opera. hat. It's just what's happening Pigtails, here? like yeah. little bobby. It's, it's, uh, it's a mistake. It's a lot of look. 
It's a lot. It's a look. It's a distinct look. It's it's like uh, before you leave the house, take one thing off. Maybe you also take off the vest. You know what I mean? Correct. Um, yeah. And so, maybe start over. Yeah. Just take everything off. Put on a different outfit. Take everything off. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, this was a misfire. We're going to try again. So uh, she's like, um, so Jenny wrote this thing. It's in the New Yorker and we're all in it. And Alice is real mad. And Shane hasn't read it yet. So Shane's kind of like, hmm. Um, and Max is like watching this all happen. Yeah. And kind of like I laughing love Max at in moments. The scene. Yeah. Yeah. Max in the scene is wonderful. Yeah. Another wonderful part that you won't be able to see. So then they start fighting about the story. And yes. one of the cute, the cutest parts to me that you don't see is like Shane's reaction when she, when Sean is described and she's like, Oh, that's, that's not, doesn't sound bad. Yeah. It's- <laughs> <laughs> and like her okay. little face looks like oh that's fine you yeah, mind that's, you know cool sean dates a lot of girls oh okay cool yeah <laughs> all right what's wrong fine. with that oh it's so funny just a collection of wonderful zingers mm-hmm. every time i think i know what my favorite part is i remember another part that i liked <laughs> even more and this is the beginning of the resentment of jenny's writing career by her friends this is where it's right starts, here and it only mm-hmm. gets worse uh from here it is also just bananas that she didn't give them better different names but i guess maybe the that's names the funny are thing basically identical show, but yeah bev and nina like oh man I bev and nina for bet and tina is the best one yeah it is jesse star for jenny Schechter. yeah that sounds like an emo musician from yeah maybe 2003 like, who's like kind of short and wears a vest and like maybe was on one season of american idol for a few weeks yeah and has and dyed her hair red definitely dyed like like bottle red yeah like, yeah 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 bright ass red oh it's so that was great scene. and we loved it that scene is wonderful um i this is one of those things where i'm like man i was thinking about this i was like well maybe this scene will redeem the rest of the episode it doesn't because it's only mm-hmm. one scene but it is very funny although i will say so let me go to the phyllis party and bet is talking with jody and Jody trying to talk to these like donor guys and they have no idea how to talk to someone who's deaf and they're really bad at scumbags. Yeah. And then Bet is talking with Jody and it's cute. They're like mm-hmm. kind of ribbing each other, you know, and it's like Bet has met her match. You know what that means? <laughs> it's going to be a top off. It's a top off. <laughs> Bet tells Jody that she cleans up nice. And then uh-huh. Jody is like, I can't even imagine you ever getting dirty. And then Bet's like, oh, I've been dirty. I get plenty I dirty. I get plenty <laughs> dirty. And then she puts her thumb on Bet's face like it's like, like a little smudge of dirt right here. And she grabs her hand and she's like, dirtier. And it is a top off. Who wins? No one yet. Jody wants to go get stoned so that they can make fun of all the creepy men that they have to suck up to because of their jobs. And actually, I do think Jody wins the top off because Bet's like, I cannot yeah. possibly smoke weed at a work event. And she wins. They, she, they start yeah. to head out to the backyard. So uh, yeah. score is Jody won, Bet zero. Uh-huh. This will go on for a while. This will be a fun little bit for us. Here's an interesting thing that someone texted me on our Instagram. Um, and this person said that they are studying to be a sign language or they are a sign language interpreter or something. Um, and that, first of all, like, 
90% of sign language interpreters are women. So it's hmm. very weird that like they would have pick a guy to do it. And also that Tom would have never worn that sunset shirt because interpreters try to wear like black shirts that their hands stand out from it. So I was like, mm, that is interesting. Let me look up this actor. And it turns out that he was in an episode of The West Wing with Marley Matlin a long time ago. They like hit it off and Marley Matlin was like, I want to work with you again. And so she, when she was hired to do the L word, was like, this is who I want to play my interpreter. And he was only going to be a few episodes, but then he ended up, they ended up putting him into this other storyline that we'll get to later. Um, and uh, that's, that's what you learned on this podcast. I didn't know that. I'm learning. Then we go to Hear Bar. Jenny um, and Alice are still in a fight, but they've like, they I, seem to be nicer to each other right now, but they are still in a fight. Yeah. But here's the thing. I had forgotten this, but I think Jenny's point is valid. She's like, I think you do so this. too. She's like, you do it all the time in your radio show. And I'm like, actually what she does is worse because she uses people's real names and like talks about things that are in progress, like that are in their yeah, relationships that they are having in the moment. There's everyone's business on that fucking radio show with their yeah. real names. And I've never seen her get anyone's permission for that. Like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? And then Alice, I guess her argument's kind of like, you know, but what I'm doing is not fiction. <laughs> you know, it's right. like. And uh, on top of that, what Alice, like Alice, the whole chart thing, because I know they mm. had that, whatever, that conceit in the beginning where they're like the webmaster approves, blah, blah, blah. But it's clear Shane has never been on the website and is somehow right. connected to thousands of people. So they obviously abandoned that. Like, yeah. So then there's no consent to being on this, like, airing the, everyone's sexual history website. Yeah. <laughs> I think what Alice is doing is worse, even though I love her. I agree. Um, at least Jenny's is like under the artifice of it's fiction, even Which though honestly, like she clearly did a good artifice. Yeah. And it's like to like an, a random person that isn't part of this friend group that's reading yeah. that New Yorker piece in the middle of Florida that they don't know those no people. Idea. So they don't, mm -hmm. they're just going to think of it as a fictional piece. The only people that Jenny has hurt, are her close friends, but there's no damage to them in like their, their reputations, reputations, which is and, something very different than what Alice is doing. Right. So, but listening in Florida would know exactly who they are because she says her name, their names, even right. if they are famous tennis players. Yeah. She was constantly talking about a famous tennis player on her show. Mm -hmm. Insane. Also, the other thing about writing fiction about your friends is that when you write fiction about your friends, your friends then have the freedom to say oh that part wasn't true or that wasn't that was something she made up like if someone's like oh in that story you did this and even if you did do it but it's private you could be like no i didn't that was something she made up like you right. give your friends the freedom to not own up to whatever it is that actually happened right you know right and alice doesn't do that and then the, there's another great line which is when when alice is like <laughs> you know who makes this hat by the way and jenny's like i would guess the lead singer of the village people <laughs> it's great um, as this is happening, Poppy walks up, uh, mm -hmm. with her friend, Tasha, welcome to the show. Tasha, we love you. She introduces them we to Tasha. Tasha. I'm Tasha like, just hates it. Tasha, like clearly doesn't want to be there. And I'm like, uh -huh. I feel you. Like, I get it. Um, she's mm -hmm. clearly just like a very chill, very hot person and has no patience for all the nonsense that is happening around her. Mm -hmm. So what we don't know is that 
Tasha's. I mean, in the she's wearing an army uniform. I know. In the <laughs> opening credits. Yeah, Tasha's she's the, in military. the military. She just came back. She just came back, and so this is like Poppy's talking about her. Like, this is like you're like welcome back into society. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and she's clearly like not all there in terms of like being here in that here the name of the bar. Um, yeah. She's, you know, like not entirely like feeling it, um, which totally makes sense. Um, even if she hadn't just come back from war or whatever the fuck she mm-hmm. was doing. Um, yeah. So she has virtually no patience for her dear friend, Poppy, um, uh-huh. which is honestly, I was dying. I was like, you know, everyone has that one annoying friend that you're just like, right. yeah. Um, but Alice is drawn to her immediately, which yeah. is. It's, I think it's because she's hot. She's super hot, but it's also definitely like a mysterious vibe. Yeah. Like, where did you just come back from? And like, why are you so like hardly speaking? You know, she's very mm-hmm. like woman of few words in this in this episode. It's just like, I don't know. I, I think- mean, Alice is an astronaut space explorer. So she's going to find this rogue star. Exactly. And find out what her deal is. Mm-hmm. Back at Phyllis's uh, donor party for rich boys who are mean, uh, they're smoking weed. Yep. They are getting stoned in the backyard. Yeah, that's it. Let me go back to Go back to here, Bar, for another insufferable exchange in which Shane (laughs) is like looking at this girl. The girl, her name is Ruby. Okay. This girl, she's like right out of Once Upon a Time comes up and is like, I saw you watching me. And so Shane's like kind of flirting with this girl, but Shane's not really into it. This girl's the worst dancer. Yeah. (laughs) Then Poppy interrupts their conversation and like sort of takes over the, the pickup from Shane, like is being competitive about Shane picking up this one random girl. And she says ridiculous things and it's embarrassing. And then uh, Shane's like, okay, you can have her by. Meanwhile, Jenny spots who is it from across the bar it's Lindsay and stacy being again terrible dancers terrible terrible dancers, <laughs> dancers. It's great. and um, i'm very forgiving because i'm a bad dancer but they were awful yeah it's so funny um so this and then just everyone it's just chaos everyone's freaking out yeah. like, jenny's like guys that's the vagina wig oh my god uh, yeah. and then over there it's like stacy's like oh god jenny Schechter's here oh i ru- i like trashed her book and then and then at the same time Lindsay's like oh that's that girl Debbie whose dog I had to put down (laughs) we should go say hi to her and so as they come over uh Jenny is like uh Alice you have to kiss me right now um please and she's like I don't think girls should wear doilies I beg you I think they they must have improved a lot of this they must have it feels it has that vibe to it and Uh, then Jenny's like please I will buy you Starbucks for a week which is shade to the planet I wrote way to support small businesses like the planet Jenny god yeah. Guys. Support kids. God, guys. Prayer Shop small. Shop small. <laughs> yeah. Save up your pennies and buy that $5 million pair of to tart. That's would have gotten a big tongue kiss from me. Oh, yeah. So. But they do it. And it's they funny. do it. It's very funny. Shane's face. Another scene where Shane is making really amazing faces while like chaos happens with Jenny uh-huh. and Alice. <laughs> also, Alice lifts Jenny. Like lifts her up and pushes her against the wall. It's great. I love it. I'm like, do it. Have sex. I'm like, just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Back at Phyllis says, Helena has run into a fancy person who she knows from her fancy life. And, and he assumes she's a party guest because she is behaving solely like a party guest and not like someone <laughs> mm-hmm. who is working at this event. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, one of Helena's assistants or something. Yeah, like another caterer attention. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And Helena goes back into the kitchen and everything's burning. Yep. First of all, that guy could have stopped the burning before going to get Helena. Yeah. Like, what? Yes. And in, yes. in her moment of stress and chaos, she's Helena truly freaks out. Ruins everything. Yeah. Yeah. Breaks the glass over all the other food. Yeah. Somehow now she has shrieking. no food. Yeah. So she calls Alice. So she finds out that it's burning. Then we cut to here bar where Alice joins Tasha outside for a, a conversation that doesn't go super well. It doesn't, but it ends in like an okay place. Like yeah. Tasha has like a genuine like smile by the, at the end mm-hmm. of it that feels like real when she offers to, take Alice out on her motorcycle sometime. Like she like mm-hmm. smiles in a way that feels genuine. And it's, yeah. it's like Alice has maybe like gotten her to warm up a little bit, which is cute. Mm-hmm. It's a cute little moment. But at first Tasha's very monosyllabic. Like she just like, yes, no, like yeah. she's just totally not opening up. And during this, I was just thinking about how like, I wish I was an Alice and I'm not an Alice. <laughs> Cause like, the, <laughs> like it's so hard for me to even ha- like start a conversation with someone who's like, also like a little bit introverted or awkward but starting conversation and trying to keep one up with someone who's not talking at all like that is not my wheelhouse I was like Alice I'm impressed so they're outside Alice has finally succeeded in making a conversation and then she gets a call from Helena Helena needs her to go to blah 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 and get the blah, 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 fancies yeah Helena calls freaking the fuck out mm-hmm. she needs caviar immediately right gonna be cost a pretty penny she doesn't care how much it costs also then alice turns into like superman because she makes it over there yeah zippity doodah you know she as they always say manages to get the stuff that was needed and get to the party uh-huh. and d- doesn't seem like anyone was the wiser party wise mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive work yeah that's yeah that's a, that's a job for someone in that out- outfit you know yeah. that's somebody who is has a purpose we don't know what it is, but now we do know what it is. Yeah. And everything's fine. And bet, you know what? She's having more fun at this party than she thought she was going to have. Is. Sometimes you go to a party, you think it's going to be terrible. You get a little stoned. You have a great time. <laughs> yeah. I love the part of the party where I find three other people who want to get stoned. Uh, and then we go get stoned together. Best part of it. And honestly, party. Tom can hang. Yeah. I like Tom. He's cool. He's, he's a handsome, nice man. And I love their dynamic. Yeah, you can tell it's just like you get there's such a richness to it. Like you can tell that they have been friends for such a long time and been through so many things together, which is Uh like for a brand new character like that. Like it's just really nice. Like they did a really good job with that. Jody is like impressed that Bette is getting nastier. And she says that normally she seems like an impenetrable ice queen. (laughs) And Bette says it's good to be that way because then people want you and give you invitations. Meanwhile, inside, (laughs) there is still a man named Leonard involved in this program. There is. And now Leonard is meeting Alice because she just dropped off all the stuff that Helena needed and is trying mm -hmm. to escape. So now we have an incredibly awkward Alice, Phyllis, Leonard situation. But first, Leonard says that he loves Helena's caviar bellinis. And I just have a question. What? That can't be a thing. 
Everyone, so a Bellini is a drink at the Olive Garden, right. nowhere else. <laughs> yes, right. It doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the Bellini was invented by the Olive Garden, and it's like frozen and orange. Yes, I've had them before. I've had the Olive Garden Bellinis. They are very sweet. Yeah, and caviar are fish eggs that are small, and they don't go inside an Olive Garden Bellini. There's no caviar at the Olive Garden at all. That is correct. So this is mixing cuisines, and... <laughs> That's eclectic. You know what? But is maybe it tasty? That's, maybe that's what makes Helena such an incredible caterer. Because it is. Yeah, she tries new things. Leonard says he wants to hire her to come up to Stanford and do all his events. Yeah, she's going to go up there and put a salmon in a margarita. <laughs> like raw salmon. Like it's like a yeah. thing of like sushi yeah. and margaritas. Yeah. She's going to be like, this is my tuna mojito. <laughs> you stick a guppy in a pint of beer. <laughs> It's from Britain. She's like really bad at mixing things, but people think that because she has an accent that she like knows what she's doing and it's like really like Uh avant-garde food and it's just trash. They're like, what? I've never had a red snapper in a white Russian before, but my Lord. She's like, I call it a a pink delight. zings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Helena is on her way somewhere. Oh, God. So... Okay, then the other thing about this scene. So like you said, like Alice then meets Leonard and she's obviously, Phyllis wants her to stay. Phyllis is, Phyllis cannot see straight anymore. Like she's too Uh into Alice to have any part of her logical brain working. She keeps like hating Leonard's existence. Like every look and interaction with him is just like she hates him now. And Alice is very uncomfortable about being around her husband Mm -hmm. because obviously her husband doesn't know yet. And uh, she's been sleeping with, Phyllis and she feels weird about it and then she becomes to feel even weirder because she notes a family picture on the mantle there and this family picture is is this a prank that props was playing on production I have never seen a crazier a crazier uh, photoshop family photo in a television show it is so funny we will obviously have the screenshot up on Instagram Uh and Twitter it is horrifying it's so <laughs> good like Al should be like is this your family are they okay are you, are they, <laughs> do you need help <laughs> is this your family this are you sure <laughs> <laughs> is this your daughter or with their head pasted onto a pony on a carousel <laughs> like it's they, so funny oh my god it looks like it's like a comedy and someone is trying to pretend to have a family that they don't have. And so they like just cut and pasted a bunch of stuff and threw it in a frame and put it up on their mantle. And they were like, no one will actually look at it up close. Yeah. And Alice is like, obviously there's something going on weird with this family and I don't want to be a part of <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we cut to the backyard where Ben is telling a story about being on a yacht with Tina, Tina, Nina, <laughs> tiny Tina, Nina, and uh, a man with a boner who comes in and says he wants to uh, bang them, bang, 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 and they don't want him. And his penis is like a cigarillo. I mm-hmm. did not follow this story. Also, didn't she say uh-huh. something? Wasn't the person Valentino, like the designer? Yeah. Or like what? She said. I think she just said, oh, I didn't think she meant the designer. I just thought they were like making up a random name like from Marinaville. Oh, my God. I thought you I was just thoroughly confused. And they're stoned and giggling. And it was yeah. that part was charming. I did black out thinking that Tina's been on a yacht and I haven't. I mean, you'll get there. 
Okay. Yeah. I need a bet to come into my life and take me on a yacht. And I'll I'll punch Valentino in the face (laughs) with my elbow. It's sharp. Yeah, those are you have really, really pointy elbows. Like I have really pointy elbows, but yours are yeah. worse, much pointier. Yeah, much it's legendary. Worse. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like giggling, and then Jody suggests that they shotgun the weed. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's very sexual. Mm-hmm. They nearly <laughs> surprise. Kiss. Surprise! It's sexual. They are like millimeters away from kissing when Alice and getting high, and, and they are getting high. They're <laughs> so close to kissing. When Alice and Phyllis come outside to continue a fight that clearly started inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, which sucks. And then they all hide in bushes, too. So everyone in this episode is just <laughs> hiding in foliage, yeah. watching things that they don't want to see. There's a lot of bushes in this um, <laughs> episode. But no one hiding in a bush in the way that we would like them to, if we're being honest. Also, this scene is really well acted with um, it is. Alice and yeah. Phyllis. And like... Because Alice has been very happy-go-lucky about the whole thing. And she's not as into Phyllis as Phyllis is into her. So that's already a problem. But she's like, I, this is just weird. Like, you're still married. He doesn't know. I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. And she really wants to go. And Phyllis is like, oh, my God. Like, no, please stay. And then it like holds her arms or something. And Alice is like, please let go of my hands. Like, please. Yeah. And then Phyllis is like, I love you. Oof. And Alice is like, oh, my God. And Bet and, and Jody happens watched the, best the whole happen. thing happen. Yeah. Really well acted, though. I agree. Yeah. And also, it's hard to act when you're wearing an outfit like that. Yeah. That's got to be distracting for everybody. Yeah. And that's the episode. I feel like I forgot how bad this episode is. Because there's parts of it that are good. Like them like getting stoned at the party mm-hmm. is cute. Like... Jody and Bet stuff is cute. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Jenny and Alice fight is funny, and we mm-hmm. get Tasha, which is great. But like everything else is very boring and very stupid. Yeah, honestly, though, I wasn't as I was surprised. I've been surprised by how much I've enjoyed the season compared to last season. Like, I agree. Yeah, even though the first five scenes of this episode were unbearable. Mm-hmm. Like they had, there was still like an energy to things um, after that, that I appreciated and enjoyed. And like, there's new characters coming in who I like. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. We get, we finally get to spend time with Paige. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. We get to see Paige's whole torso. Entirety of Um, it. Yes. The entirety of it. Yeah. It's like a runway. (laughs) So, but in general, yeah, this episode's bad. Not my favorite, but there are some really great moments and we get, there are great new characters which i love Um, i would give a joint emmy to mia and leisha for their performance in this episode funny just so funny and witty especially if they were improving parts of it that's great Mm -hmm. if that is true which it did have that kind of energy to it yeah didn't that yeah when i saw the first time i was like this is not how they typically banter you know no like i was yeah you're like can i lean jake and write this does she so. have the ability to write a scene like this? I don't think of her as like a fast-paced comedy jokes joke slinging mm-hmm. writer, you know. And they genuinely looked like they were thinking. Like, yeah. I know that that's what actors do, but no, but they felt uh, really present in the moment. Yeah. Uh, 
and there's some cute bet jody stuff mm -hmm. and i i gotta say you know like i was not i don't know why i wasn't a jody fan the first time around but already i'm just like this is such a better match for bet i know jody comes in like a dates. complete breath of fresh air coming into mm -hmm. the season of the show she's just like you're like oh there you are yeah God, she should come back onto generation q i think so I totally could see that. That would be great. I think Marley Madeline looks exactly the same too. So everyone would be like, why isn't anyone aging? And then they'd be like, because we all live in pods with Jared. We play video games in our pods. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, and otherwise identified people, is that next week is a good episode. Oh, yes. Next week is a favorite. Yeah. And Alice will still be wearing a bad outfit, but but she wears a good outfit later in the show, in yeah. the episode. Yeah. But first in the episode, she's wearing that weird like Michael's craft shop threw up on my shirt. Yeah, thing. that's a bad outfit. And I think next episode is finally wraps up the uh, Stacey Lindsay thing, which oh, God, thank God. So that's getting you know, tedious. Yeah. Let's stop with the dogs. The murder stop of the dogs. Stop murdering dogs. Okay? okay. It's all we have left in this world. You're a catfishing you know? murderer and you need to stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are my feelings. Hazel's done, right? That's it. Oh, God. I hope so. Do we have to put up with her anymore? Oh, I didn't even check. I think so. I remember a graphic I made for my recap, which was I took a picture of a Tickle Me Elmo doll and I put Hazel's head on it because didn't it seem like she was just a robot who like spit out lines that were supposed to be sexual? Definitely. Yes. But it was like, let me give you a blowjob Elmo. Whether it was like a very Elmo. early prototype of Westworld robots, mm -hmm. like yeah. That had no actual, aside from like looking kind of human, didn't mm -hmm. move or talk like a human. Yeah. So the bad. other image I remember distinctly that I like highlighted in my recap was the family photo. So oh. I've been thinking about that one for years. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, you can find this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at to Ellen Back. You can find Autostraddle at Autostraddle. <laughs> Reese is AutoWin. I'm Carly Tron. Find us on the internet. Um, we have a hotline, 971-217-6130. Call it. We have merch, store.autostraddle.com. Get some merch. You can email us if that's your jam, to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. Our theme song is by B. Steadwell. Our logo is by Kara Sykes. The production and editing of this podcast is by Lauren Karen Klein. Okay. All right, Carol. Uh, We're wrapping this up. L words. L words. Yeah. Got it? No, got I'm going to wing it. Okay. One, two, three. Lesbians. Leslie Nope. Carly said lesbians. <laughs> That's cheating. Is it? Because I don't know that we've used that one before. You should see the look on Carol's face right now. She must be so mad at me. She's disappointed. She's not mad. She's, she's just yeah. disappointed. That's even worse. What did you say? It's okay. It's fine because everything is has to be fine. Exactly. I get a pass because we're in a pandemic. What did you say? I said Leslie Nope. Oh, good. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm watching um, Parks and Recreation. No. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that.